Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else, alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality, and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, toxic picking it up, let's go. Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status But still even in starstruck Humble through opportunities Given despite the fact That many misjudge him Cause he makes a living From writing rats Put it together himself Got a picture connect Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focused on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds The skill of an artist This is 20% skill 80% fear Be 100% clear Cause why you was ill Who would have thought He'd be the one that set the West in flames and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game. Came back, dropped mega death, took him to church. I like bleach, man. Why you had the stupidest verses? Dude, it's the truth. Now everybody giving them guest spots and stocks through the roof. I heard from with that stock. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will, 5% pleasure, 15% pain, and 100% and he's spitting fire and Mike got him out the dryer he's hot found him in Fort Minor with top but a f***ing nihilist porcupine he's a he's a the type women wanna be within rappers hope he gets eight years in the making patiently waiting to blow now the record with your notice taking over the globe he's got a partner in crime this is equally dope you won't believe the kind of that comes out of this kid's throat He's not your everyday on the block He knows how to work with wood he's got Making his way to the top He don't think it's a common on his name People keep asking him was it Giving that birth to just a step Hello Friday I've been waiting for you for a long time You just saved me When my life came crumbling down gave our guys uh, personnel sheets today, uh, actually yesterday, two-page report, um, no scheme stuff, we won't give them, we'll do, really dive into that for Purdue, where the first time our guys will see what, you know, what, what a game prep looks like when, we're, when we do that, but this will be a little bit more uh, small steps, you know what I mean, to, to what a, a true preparation will look like. It is Friday, and the crossover season begins tonight in Fayetteville. Razorback basketball. No, we will not have the game. we got high school football tonight. But they are playing it. I don't think it's being broadcast anywhere, in fact. So you'll have to find a seat if you want to see what's happening. Apparently, you can follow along with the Razorback website. They're doing whatever's happening there, I guess, live stats and such. Anyway. I bet there's a big crowd tonight. I imagine, just because that's the only way you can see it. And it's a part of the season ticket deal. This game is, not the Purdue game. Purdue game separate, okay. And you got a lot of people going up for homecoming, so why not, you know, pick up a basketball game tonight and football in the morning. Yeah, Razorback football in the AM, and it's too bad they have the two-night minimum. You could just make a little 24-hour run up there and be in and out, but that ain't ain't possible. Hmm. I was told... Some people are finding one-night minimums in Fayetteville this okay. weekend. My buddy didn't. He looked around. He in some flea bag hotel for two twenty a night. He said most of the good ones were four hundred plus. So wow. that's unfortunate. Wow, that's part of it. Anyway, Pigskins here. 
Uh, Philip Martin's coming along in a little bit. Todd's in for Christian today. We appreciate him. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, the new movie from Scorsese, is out today. Apparently, it is longer than the wait for Christmas. It's long? It's three hours and 40 minutes or Good something grief. crazy. That's longer than Oppenheimer. Yeah. I read the book. Okay. It's a fantastic story. Yeah. It's of, kind of gut-wrenching, I understand. Well, these guys in Oklahoma were just a bunch of murdering cutthroats. You know, they, they start killing all these Indians for their oil money, and it's really... It's the seamier side of humanity. It's a story of man's inhumanity to his fellow man. And, you know, those Okies, a lot of them are criminals. Yeah. Of course, I married an Okie. She's a non-criminal. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, in the 1920s, not Oklahoma's finest time. You know, they're killing the Indians for their oil money. They killed the black folks in Tulsa because they were jealous of Black Wall Street, you know, in the Greenwood section. You know, I'm glad the Oklahoma folks found Jesus finally. They needed to. No doubt. Punks. Quinn so. <laughs> Stern at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk to him about Razorback football. It's brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Got Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette in the second hour today. We'll get his thoughts on basketball, football, media days, and such. There were some good uh, good moments at media days this week. And uh, that's part of the rewind. It was My favorite part of the whole week was was Chris Beard <laughs> jousting yeah. with uh, Bob oh. Holt. So. Beard's going to be so good for the conference. Yeah. He really will. Yep. I mean, Oh, no doubt. It just adds to the conference. You think yeah. about the basketball coaches in this conference. It just I about mean, seven that's the whole to ten years ago, the coaches were a joke, yeah. and now they've really upgraded yeah. across the board. Every school's got a better coach. There was an emphasis on that in the mm-hmm. SEC. I mean, they put together a study. I mean, because yeah. basketball was so bad, and that's what they found out. A, you got to spend money on facilities, mm-hmm. and then you started seeing these teams get newer facilities, arenas, better arenas, and then you saw them hire coaches, good mm-hmm. coaches, name coaches, and makes a difference. All of a sudden, the SEC's relevant again. Maybe we Who'd can give. Thought? Maybe we can give some SEC school Jawan Howard and go get a real coach at Michigan. I'm hopeful. I think he'll be end up back in the NBA. Poor Jawan. Yeah. He's going back to the NBA. I wish he'd go right now. Um, Mike Neighbors in the Arkansas Women Center stage yesterday. Thanks again to First Security Bank for the coverage. John Neighbors doing a fine job and uh, John is probably waking up from a nice nap and on his way to Fayetteville today to catch some hoops this evening. Of course, John and Wes will be on the Guadagni Automotive postgame show again this season, so we are certainly thankful for that. But anyway, here's a little bit from Coach Neighbors on heading into his seventh season at Arkansas. Hard to believe. Well, for somebody like me that grew up with it being your dream job, uh, every day is precious, you know. And you know, I, um, one day would have been enough, right? And, and now I want the rest of them to be, you know. I, and I know that's hard. I know that there's never been a Razorback coach retired. You know, that's something that's looming in the background back there. I know that's just the way it is. So uh, every single day is precious. Uh, every opportunity to coach a new team's fun. It's different every year. Um, you know, I, I'm from the state. I'm born and raised. Right? I've been calling the Hogs for 52 years once I've figured out how to do it. I understand everything that goes with uh, being a Razorback coach. But I love every single day of it. I love that we get to do it on a different uh, playing with a different team every year. Samara Spencer was one of the two Razorbacks who appeared over in Birmingham this week, and she talked about her coach. Well, you know, I know a lot of people who are playing college basketball who haven't had great experiences with coaches, and their coaches don't really care about anything other than basketball. I just feel like it's great to have a coach who is willing to learn you off the court in order for that to translate on the court, and it's off the court before anything. The basketball doesn't really matter to him, and if I'm not doing well off the court, he'll always be there to be like, okay, what can we do to help you be okay on the court? Because off the court is the most important thing. That is true. Um, all right, so we got to talk some NFL. Last night in baseball, we had uh, some drama, Wes. In, uh, in one game. Yeah, in one game. Not so good for the Rangers. And so we've got a really good series shaping up now over in the AL. And the Diamondbacks showing signs of life against Philadelphia. Here's how it sounded last night as the D-backs walked it off. Kimbrell deals it 0-1. That's into center field. It's down. In the score is Smith. Walk off the Phillies in Game 3. Cattell Marte takes a victory lap. Cattell Marte puts his name in the books for the Diamondbacks. Their third postseason walk-off. Luis Gonzalez, Tony Womack, and Cattell Marte. What do you say, Marte? That is our uh, winner last night for the Diamondbacks. And 2-1 to one the final. Astros all over the Rangers, 10-3. to three. And then tonight's games, 
uh, or this afternoon's games. Again, you get the early start with the Rangers and the Astros tied 2-2, and the Phillies trying to go 3-1 on the Diamondbacks in Arizona on TBS 707 tonight. I think tonight for the Rangers-Astros winner, this game wins the series. I mean, I think it's that simple. It, it's possible. You know, for the Rangers to go back to Houston and win two because Houston is a bad home team. They've won less than 50% of their home games all season. Uh, but it's a tough task to go back to Houston and try to win two games. If they can win tonight, I would feel good about the Rangers' chances of winning one. Same with the Astros. If they win today, I feel good about their chances of winning one in Houston. That game happened yesterday, and Texas lost it. I mean, they're, they're in deep trouble. I don't see any way Houston doesn't beat close these guys out. You go home two two to nothing, you got to just go ahead and put your foot on their necks, and they let them off the mat. And I don't think that they're going to be able to overcome Houston now. Houston's bats are rolling, and it looks bad for your Rangers, son. The best uh, momentum killer in baseball is your starting pitcher, and today's starting pitcher for the Rangers is their stud. Montgomery from the Cardinals. Uvalde goes tomorrow. Yeah. Or well, he would go the next game. That's why I feel okay because the Rangers' two best pitchers are still to go and then if there is a game seven, you got Scherzer and you hopefully after one outing he's a little bit sharper for a game seven. Didn't look good the other day. No, no he, he didn't. didn't. No. Well, he's 57 years old. That might have something to do with it. So SMU at Temple tonight if you're desperate for college football on ESPN2. And then, of course, the Razorbacks start tomorrow at 11. Our coverage starts at 7 a.m. And I know that uh, Trey and David love their little sleepovers so they can get up together in the hotel and <laughs> do the morning show um, tomorrow morning. So make sure you catch that because, by God, they're going to be up and doing it. So the least you can do is get up and catch the Mud Connections Hog Wild Game Day show. They really appreciate you. You want to hear something funny about those guys? So I'm in Boise, Idaho last weekend for mm-hmm. a speaking engagement. Yes, sir. I listened to all of the pregame of yep. those two. Yeah, it was it was a strangely comforting thing. It was like I was back home in mm, Arkansas, yeah. even though I was out in the mountains of Idaho listening to those clowns. It was great. Um, I was also told there's a liberal nerd off over at War Memorial tomorrow. We got Hendricks hosting Rhodes. Oh. So, I hear there's going to be quiz bowl at halftime. Probably so. Anyway, should, should be. But if you're looking for some local football here in Central Arkansas, that's an option apparently tomorrow. Good for War Memorial, they had a game last night. Parkview trounced Magnolia 42 to nothing. Yikes. Scored all 42 points in the first half. Then uh, tonight you got Catholic at War Memorial Stadium. So three I saw, straight I games. I saw Catholic a couple of weeks ago over there. They yeah. put it. They, that's they're a great, solid. great environment. They got a good team. Yeah, they do. No, and their fan base has really taken off and accepted this team the last two years. Awesome. Um, full disclosure, the Saints are driving me to drink. And last night was a Wait, perfect example of that. Drink more? More. Thank you. Um, to, a, to an unhealthy level. It's very concerning. And I was very upset last night. And I, I just... In the first quarter, the Jaguars, after they scored their first touchdown, they were like, here, here, take, take the game. We, we have won enough. We are tired of the winning. You guys have it. And the Saints were like, no, 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 no. We don't want it. We want you to have it. And the idiots from there put themselves back in contention at the end of the game. And then this happened. Car. To the end off the fingertips of Moreau. Could not hold it in, setting up a fourth and goal. So close. Yeah, I mean, perfectly timed. The execution is there. The one hitch, ball out. Mm. Miscommunication by the Jags. He had two defenders that watched both the defenders, Jenkins and Brown, 30 and 2, just sit up front. Big hole in the back. Carr read it perfectly. The ball's just dropped. Yeah. Arkansas has four tight ends on its roster right now, including the banged up Luke has that would have caught that football last night. Mm. Absolutely disgusting. Moreau, uh, LSU guy. Uh, drafted several years ago, came back home to the Saints this year, known for good hands, and I, I was listening to it on the way home on the bus. So I have still, I've still not seen the play. How, how where was the ball? How did it? I mean, was he, he was, running or yeah, kind of describe it because they didn't really describe. That's TV, TV. Obviously, he was in the back of the end zone. He was running a little out. You know, he kind of went through the in the defense, and like they said, the two defenders were in front. It was an easy throw and catch, and it was off his fingertips. I mean, it's a ball that gets caught ninety five percent of the time. Was he reaching for it? Was yeah, like out reaching out a little, little bit too far wide? I didn't think it was a bad throw at all. I mean, if, it's, a, it's a ball that gets caught most of the time. If you had a picture of that in the paper where he's dropping the ball, you could have the headline: "The Island of Doctor Moreau." See, mm. see what I just He was did. on an island, all right. That's what I'm and saying. And he's going to be left there to die. That's what you get. <laughs> you ship his ass back to Baton Rouge. I thought the fourth down play, trying to go to Alave, mm-hmm. it was a terrible throw. 
That's he wasn't open anyway. Doesn't matter. Well, you can't throw it right there. Where Monteric, former Razorback, Monteric Brown's got inside coverage, and he's turned and looking, and he throws it right there. I mean, if you, you got to go over the top to him or a back shoulder throw, something. He didn't have any just, room anyway. He was on the sideline. I mean, it doesn't matter. He wasn't going to make that play. And honestly, they did the same thing earlier, and they got it to Thomas, and he made a miraculous catch, catch. and got a knee down, but. Anyway, they're just so frustrating. I mean, golly, I've never seen so much talent wasted. Their offensive line's got issues, but you can work around that. Kamara had some good moments last night. but And Carr, maybe he's going to get better, but last night was a kick in the pants. I mean, I really felt like they would win that game they had to. And I was kind of, I felt like the, the Cowboys were in the same situation the other day. It's such a big game, and they're already losing ground to Tampa in the south, and that's just it. What happened on the pick six? Um, bu- 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 I'm trying to think. Saints had just tied it up late. I think it was 24-24. Carthos a pick six. I was on the air when that happened. I missed it. I don't even remember now. I'm trying to think. Dang, they did drive you to drinking. I don't remember that play. I'm this the Kirk Kirk scored late. There was a Kirk score at the end where he just basically went through the defense like a hot knife through butter. So I don't know. Anyway, missed opportunity. It sucks. Cowboys are off this week. Yeah. So that's trying good. to get healthy, get ready for the Rams. Their schedule uh, is they got to take advantage of the schedule that they have coming up. They, they have the Eagles, but that's about it. Uh, there's a stretch of games to where they could – I'm hoping they could go 6-2, and 7-1. and one. Uh, Who knows? Maybe beat the Eagles and you go 8-0. But at the end of the schedule, they go at Buffalo, at Miami, Eagles at home, at Washington. Their last four games. It's going to be. They need to be in very good position on the last month because at Buffalo, at Miami, that's three of the best teams in the NFL, right there. Bam, 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 and then you go back on the road, last game of the season to play Washington. Don't at, they? Don't they host Detroit in a few weeks? They do. That's yeah. part of that's That'd part of that stretch too. That'd be a tough game. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Rams, they're home against the Steelers this weekend, and Sean McVay's wife is apparently about to pop with their kid, and Sean McVay is not concerned about it. Apparently, uh, my wife's doing great. I think there was a lot made about me missing a game. I'm not going to miss a game. My son knows better than to come during a game. That's interesting. <laughs> the unborn is aware. Good work. Uh, Peyton Manning also in the news this week, talking about Tom Brady. I don't know what this – maybe this was on uh, McAfee's podcast or something. It seems like he's getting every good guest. Yesterday had Saban. I mean, he's getting good people every week anyway. Uh, I like when these guys take shots at each other, each other, these old dudes. You know, I don't know how Tom – You know, does he fly Delta to get to the yacht? Yeah. Do you think – Yeah. Uh, you know, is there a direct Delta flight, you know, into the Bahamas, you know, they can get on the yacht? Uh, I was on a Delta flight. Uh, the other night, I flew back from Hawaii. My plane got canceled. Flight got canceled. I was in 36F. Has Tom sat in 36F on a Delta flight? What do you think, AJ? <laughs> I'd say not in about 30 years, probably, Pete. Uh, put me in an exit row, Pat, uh, which was great for leg room. But I swear the door was open. It was cold as I've ever been. I've played cold weather games, right? I've been in Green Bay, played in New England. And I, I, I asked the flight attendant, I'm like, is there any, like, is there a, like a warmer blanket? She was so disappointed that I was complaining about being cold. She, she like, wouldn't give me a blanket. And I was like, I, I'm just, uh, it's freezing, ma'am. And so I let her down. <laughs> I erupted through in uh, 36F and, and made it to, uh, made it to my destination. Always going to be tough. You know, that's wow. old school football. Yeah, that's right. 36F. Yeah, that's right. First of all, I couldn't even imagine 36E just being like, is that? Hold on. <laughs> I had, I'm not gonna lie. I had I had a sleep mask on. I kind of put it on my face when I you know got out to use the restroom. And when I walked off the plane, I put that blanket that didn't do any good over my face to get out into the uh, terminal. So I made some audibles to to make it through. Good work. Um, are I you just, supposed to take those blankets home with you? I don't are you think supposed that, to give them back. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think they care. Well, my wife has one, and they can't she doesn't cost, usually steal things, but I think she kept one. They can't uh, cost 60 cents. They're the most poorly made blankets on earth. Well, plus, do you really want a blanket that was used and it's Mm-mm. got somebody's hair on it or something? I would something appreciate them washing kinda... it and put it back in. Yeah, I think they're probably disposable. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. I think it's fine. Okay. Um, have you been to the fair this year? Yeah, I went yesterday. I went yesterday, too. Oh, I had a blast. That's so much fun. We took our four-year-old granddaughter. That might have been the most enjoyable day of her life. I'm telling you, I was impressed. The rides were really good. We, I took Maddox and his girlfriend yesterday. And uh, what'd you have to eat? Yesterday I had I'm trying to think. What did I eat yesterday? Because I had a whole different. Sl- oh, I, I always got to get a, a sausage and peppers. 
So I had a sausage and peppers yesterday. But the other day, oh, Max got the bacon-wrapped chicken on a stick, which was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I went by and saw the noodle guy yesterday. Yeah. And he said he hadn't been as busy as he was hoping. Huh. He came from Alabama. He's an old high school football coach. Really good dude. So if you get out there, I will say the noodles, we had them on media day, phenomenal. Wow. So it's basically a noodle with like a little sauce on it. It's really good flavor, and it's got some meat in there. I don't know if it's chicken or beef, or you can get either one. But anyway, he does a good job. He's right by the stage. So go by and see him, too, if you get a chance and you're out there. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to say something that's very controversial. Say it. At the risk of getting in trouble. I think funnel cakes are overrated. I'm sorry, I do. I think funnel cakes are very overrated. I'm with you. Okay, thanks, Todd. Because here's the thing. I had a little bit of a fried Snickers the other night. Off the charts. Mm -hmm. Had a little bit of... uh, You know what else was a great dessert? Fried peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. When Mm -hmm. that peanut butter's melty in there, buddy, I'm telling you, forget about it. I'm off funnel cakes, son. I'm off them. Wow. For my dessert yesterday, I had a little pint of... uh, Highland ice cream. They did have Three some ice bucks, cream. Man. They had the ice cream stand right by the high diver. Did I you was see the high watching diver? the pirates do high yes. dives, eating ice cream. I'm like, this is pretty. Working on my tan. I'm like, this is a good day. We yeah. saw the last high divers last night of the show. As it was six thirty, was over at seven. I was thinking to myself, okay, it's seven o'clock at night. These guys have all evening. What do these whack jobs do all night? I mean, these guys are obviously a little off, right? I mean, they're a little bit nuts. I hope they keep their wits about them. Yeah. Can you imagine climbing up there almost 90 feet, looking down at probably what looks the size of a postage stamp, and you got to hit that thing right there? Oh, man, that takes some nerve. I, I just The climbing of the tower would be so much scarier than diving into the I pool. I thought the same thing. Uh, that, that tower's really, strapped in or anything. And it's really rickety. Yes. And then he hangs from his feet. I'm yes. like, holy monkey. And he's I, wet. He's been in the pool already. Oh my goodness. It's insane. Yeah, there there are some uh, those dudes There's a fine line yeah, between yeah. balls and crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. the guy's the guy's got some something <laughs> going on there. I want to know have they made it to one of our bridges and jumped off into the Arkansas River this week? I don't know. I doubt it. You think in their spare time that's what they do? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe last night. Well, they that's, are, that's probably illegal, isn't it? Probably. The sure. Arkansas River is definitely not you to be trampled with. Those kind of guys. I don't think they care one whit. <laughs> You'd have to be a really good swimmer. Though. I would not, not dive all. in the middle of the Arkansas River. No, there's you currents would, and yeah, you're likely to end up dead no matter how good. Well, giant catfish. And think of the logs that are floating down. Yeah, oh, man. Bad I'm, timing. Yeah, yeah it, it would be. Yeah, the food was good. Footlong corn dog. Yeah, I got obviously. to. That's a standard. Um, the kettle corn. The kettle corn's phenomenal. And it gives you something to do. I'm watching all these little kids on rides, mm-hmm. you know, like going around in circles, getting dizzy. I'm just sitting there eating kettle corn like a cow chewing its cud. It was great. Well done. Yeah, they changed the, the petting zoo. It was like at the back. We and did the, the petting zoo. Stuff. Yeah, that we went. Really we cool. finally got to the pigs. It was on the back end. Pigs. Saw all the pigs, and then we went to the petting zoo. They have a camel. Zebra. Zebra. Yeah, Llama. Um, yeah it was great. Uh-huh. Little, um, little sheep and um, goats. Yeah. Oh, we saw a lot of sheep. A lot of sheep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was great. I, Maddox saw the the uh, the sheep with no ears. Really freaked him out. He was laughing at it. I'm like, bro, that is rude. We're all God's creatures here. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it is a strange-looking animal for sure. Oh, I don't know man. what the breed is, but uh, the ones without the ears, man, I was just like, man. What the a fair is just awesome. Man. It's, it's fun. It, 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 I, I love that. I mean, I would. I hear the one in Iowa's phenomenal. We should go up there. I'll let you see the butter cow. I would cow. love to That's go to that. That's a good time. good oh, time. That'd be great. All right, it's 1029. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll visit with Clint Sterner, thanks to Motorsports Authority. It's a great time to have that Oakline app. Think of all the things that you could bet on this weekend. ALCS, NLCS, college football, NFL, <sighs> games galore. And you got horses running all over the place, so you need to have the Oakline Anywhere app, too. If you can't uh, make it to a game, next best place to watch it is at Oakline. Go to the sports book, the Mainline Sports Bar. Great place to watch football and you can bet on the games right there of course you got the casino great restaurants all throughout oakland and a heck of a weekend destination go to oakland.com to book your reservation while you're there you can see all the entertainment that's coming to oakland great weekend destination take it on down to hot springs this weekend and visit oakland arkansas's only gaming casino resort UCA Bear fans, you can hear every game live on our sister station, The Point 94.1. Go purple, go gray, go UCA on The Point 94.1. This 
Texas Sports Center. Jose Abreu hit a three-run home run Thursday to break open Game 4 of the American League Championship Series, giving the Houston Astros a 10-3 victory over the Texas Rangers. Jose Altuve led the Astros offensively, going 3-4 for four with three runs scored from the leadoff spot. Former Arkansas Razorback Ryan Stanek was credited with the pitching win after throwing only one pitch, but that one pitch got Mitch Garver to grind into an inning-ending double play after the Rangers had tied the game at 3-3. The series is tied at two games apiece. Game 5 is later this afternoon on Fox Sports 1. Speaking of leadoff hitters, Arizona's Kettle Marte capped off a three-hit game with an RBI single on the bottom of the ninth that gave the Diamondbacks a 2-1 win over the Philadelphia Phillies. Game 4 is tonight on TBS. I'm Todd Pierce for the Buzz Radio Network. For more than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. The best way to show up for tailgate season is with Mark McClarty Ford. Come see one of the largest selections of the best tailgating vehicles stadium parking lots have ever seen. And right now, take a whopping $12,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. That's $12,000 off. All with a five-star legendary car buying experience. Come visit Mark McClarty Ford today. Off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. Better prices, even better customer service. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Insurance deny you coverage on that roof? You won't be denied at Shamrock. Visit shamrockroofer.com for a chance to win a new roof absolutely free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com where one call does it all. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Adding the price of ribeyes per pound, the potatoes, salad, drinks, then the charcoal. What are you doing, Hope? And what's with the calculator? Oh, hey, Courtney. Trying to add up the cost of throwing a cookout. Why would you go through all of that when you could just go to the butcher shop instead? Wait, what? Now, that's a great idea because by the time I buy everything at the store, I could have just gone to the butcher shop instead and saved money. Not to mention all that messy cleanup you won't have to do now. So for your next gathering, let the butcher shop steakhouse do all the cooking on their huge charcoal grill you're listening to the dumbest radio show in america hey shots it's actually after 10 a.m now my apologies you're listening to the smartest radio show in america the zone with justin acre and westmore is back Clint Turner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Turner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Turner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Turner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake, Turner steps out. All right, welcome back. It is 1034. Clint Sterner standing by on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Getting set for Arkansas, Mississippi State tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Clint, welcome. How are you? Man, I'm doing good, fellas. How y'all doing? We are good. Good, good. We've got basketball tonight, a little exhibition action, and then football tomorrow. So if you're going to the Hill, it's a pretty good weekend, I would say. So that's a good what, thing. What's the uh, what's the outlook from us and the boys, man? I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I follow and from, from a distance and and uh, and keep an eye on. Heck, I ran into Muss at a Texan spring training. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, a training camp uh, practice this year. That guy doesn't have. He doesn't have an off switch now. What's the no. outlook on the Hogs this year, man? Well, fourteenth in the in the preseason rankings. I saw maybe. Yeah, narrowly picked third in the SEC, right behind A and M, which is a team that's right behind them in the national rankings. So I think it's kind of a you know toss up between those two, and then you got Tennessee obviously at the top. 
Um, and Kentucky, I mean, it's going to be a good league. And I think, yeah, there's a lot of new faces and guys that are going to play significant minutes that we haven't seen before. But I think the uh, there's certainly plenty of optimism, and there should be with this team. And we'll see. But uh, I know Devo well, was talking hey, Final Four you. this year. so. Hey, the uh, with what's going on on the football field, the, the, I mean, that mm. Bud Walton, the top's going to blow off that place, right? I mean, Hog Nation has got to be thirsty for some dubs, man. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. It will definitely uh, raise the spirits of the fans. So last week we sat here and said, you know, I, I was sitting here being an idiot. I'm like, oh, I can't even entertain the thought of them beating Alabama, and yet they almost went out and did it. Um, what about Mississippi State this week, Clint? This is a game that the Hogs have got to have if they're going to make a bowl game. And David and I were talking this morning, too. I think you're going to lose a pretty good chunk of the fan base if you fall six straight and you lose to Mississippi State team that you're favored by a touchdown over. Yeah, agree, uh, agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I, I think you're going, you're going to lose the, the, the ones that you haven't already lost. Um, if you're Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks, and then I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you lose to Mississippi State, then you're staring a what a, a three, three win season in the face. I mean, at that point in time, I mean, it, it's um, this is one of those games. We said last week that game in a you know in a vacuum, the Alabama game. Regardless of what you do. Uh, the rest of the season, boy, if you beat Alabama, that's, that would be a big enough win where, I mean, it, it can save you your job. It can buy you another year. Um, and, and that's the kind of, that's just who Alabama is at this point in time. By the way, I did not realize until watching the, um, the broadcast of the game that, that it's, uh, Alabama's beaten Arkansas 17 straight, 17 straight, uh, games. I, I did not realize that. Yeah. I think uh, you're the last starting quarterback, I think, to beat him. Mitch must Are you okay. um, well, Almost. I mean, not quite mid-close. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch got him. Mitch got him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, last week was one of those where, man, if you could just somehow drum it up and, and you know, capture lightning in a bottle and win that game, then it could probably buy you some time, buy you buy you another year. Um, but but that fell by the wayside, obviously, which I think that is that, that if you watch that game, uh, it was as frustrating as any game they played all year long. There was just a couple of K.J. Jefferson moments that gave him a chance. But, um you know, this, this, now it's like you said, Justin. This is this is about if you can somehow salvage a bowl game out of this season, then then I, I think you you got a you got a much better chance to quiet the noise and and keep your job and um, you know hopefully buy yourself another year at that point in time. So this is a monster game, yes. Clint, there's the thought out there that this offense will look better against more uh, pedestrian defenses. That you know, they've look, they've gone up against Alabama, Texas A and M. They they did the offense did look good against LSU. Um, is there theory to is there water? Does this hold water? This theory that you know once they start playing some average defenses, the offense is going to look better. Well, look, I, I think just common sense tells you they're going to look that they got a chance to look better, but but. Wes, I mean, if we go back, you know, the the, the games that they played versus lesser opponents, it, we, what we heard after the game was, oh, well, the plan was to not run K.J. Jefferson. And, and I, look, I'm not beating that dead horse again today. I'm just, and generally speaking, like, there was always an excuse of why, you know, why didn't the offense look as good and why didn't it? Well, we didn't, we didn't want to, you know, we, we want to hurt K.J. Jefferson. We didn't want to run him. Then all of a sudden, after a few more losses, it turns into, well, K.J.'s got a lot on his plate, man, and, and, and you know, he's, we got to protect him better, and we. There's just nothing that I've seen um, from this Razorback team. To answer your question, very, very, just black and white. There's nothing from this team that I've seen that tells me that it, that they're going to be better. They're, they're going to be winning, winning ball games, bowl game caliber football team better on the offensive side of the football. I, I just don't, I just don't see it. Now maybe KJ Jefferson can make a. Enough plays where Saban says it's the, it's, it's the craziest play he's ever seen or the best play he's ever seen. Um, you know, maybe KJ can pull the pull the rabbit out of the hat, so to speak, and, and you can win a couple of ball games. But I, I don't think we're going to be sitting here. I'm not going to talk to you guys Monday and go, boy, this offense, man, everything just came <laughs> together and started clicking, man. Satania got uh, a touchdown catch. Uh, I noticed he was in the game more. It uh, seems like they're working him more. How much would that speed factor a guy that, you know, a, a, a chunk play guy, if they work him into the offense more, how much could he help? Well, I, I think it could help. Because we, we talk a lot about the screen game. Like, why why Tesla is catching the screen and, and Satania's not? And, I mean, Tesla at 6'4", 220 should be blocking. <laughs> um, the big-bodied guys you have should be blocking. Satania should be the guy that should be your main screen guy. We watched. 
we watch teams do it all the time, man. It, it, you, you look at, at, and I know that I'm not saying that Satania is, is this caliber player, but you just look at what teams are doing across the league, and the Baltimore Ravens were doing it with Zay Flowers to start the season. You know, you look at what San Francisco does with that, uh, with uh, Debo Debo Samuel year in year out in terms of getting him. No matter what, no matter what happens, he's going to get his touches in the air, on the ground, in the return game. He's going to get his touches and he's going to impact the game. What what we're talking about with Satania is, and this isn't well, Satania is a Debo guy. Or I look at in Houston, what it took them a week. It took the new offensive coordinator a week here with the Texans, but they damn sure found a way to get uh, Tank Dell, the the, the undersized wide receiver weapon out of U of H that they drafted in the third round. They got started getting him touches, and and I'm not asking, I'm not asking. We're, we're not. It's not rocket science here. Everybody. Everybody in, in, in the offensive play-calling arena in college, high school, and the pros are, are, are doing this. I mean, they're getting those guys' touches. And so, um, you know, and, and then cause to me what you do is you look at it and you go, okay, yes, he's the only one that's got any wiggle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Big playability, wiggle, he should be getting touches. Okay, you got big-bodied receivers elsewhere. They should be good and, and, and like, elite in the blocking game. Um, and, and then you, you look at those bigger-bodied guys that, that, that don't have that wiggle. It just – it detain you gives you something brings something to the table that you just can't go anywhere else and find in your roster and so yeah it, it just i think he would help them tremendously because exactly what i believe they need to add into this offense is it should play to the strength of satania so uh wes i think you're on to something I, I think it's it's hell it's common sense and it's not football sense it's common sense it's so not, we'll, we'll see how that goes he said it's not rocket science i see what you did there he's not going to be part of the mm-hmm. mix again this weekend um, how much do you expect them to try to, to pound the rock against Mississippi State versus KJ trying to make plays to receivers downfield? And then we talked about tight ends, I think, on Monday, too. Clint, what do you, how much do you want to figure them in this week, you think? Man, I, look, to me, to me, Arkansas, the rest of the way, I, I think they should do it every every game. It don't matter who the opponent is, but damn sure against these, these but the opponents that are equal to or lesser than you on paper, you, they, this is, these are teams that, that you should go in and your identity should be to pound the rock downhill, um, and and then all your all your passes are are you, you throw off of that. Whether it's play action deep over the top, um, but getting in this throwing the ball in first first and ten consistently, and throwing the football in second and three and second and four consistently shouldn't even be in the game plan. Um, you know that that should be something where everything we do in the pass game is is either to set up the run or it's it's a one off it's the counter punch because we're running it well. Um, I just don't think Arkansas is is they're not they are not built in any way, shape, or form. I'll go back to Sam Pittman saying, "Well, you know, KJ Jefferson's got a lot on his plate." Okay, so that, in other words, KJ Jefferson's not not ready to handle what Danny knows typically wants his quarterback to handle, right? And then and then I've, I've been saying this since day one with KJ Jefferson. I think from a tangible aspect, he's not he's not an elite passer of the football. Um, and and then you look offensive line struggles. Obviously, you you don't want to you don't want to throw the ball when you don't have to throw the ball. You don't want to create the habit of throwing the football when it's probably a better idea to run it at that point in time on that down and distance. You know, and, and then you look at the receivers. As we said before, they just can't create separation. So you got you've got way too many negatives. Um, you got way too many things working against you. To me, uh, Justin, to even think about going into a game and and throwing the ball at least from a plan perspective. Throwing the football consistently on on what I would say running football teams um, typically on those downs run the football. The worst part of Mississippi State's defense is their secondary. Uh, you know, this should be a game where a passing offense could take advantage of the Bulldogs. Yeah, I thought about that last night mm-hmm. against one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL, and the Saints couldn't take advantage. Now could they, Wes? So you just never know. Well, Carr had a good a bunch of yards. Yeah, to b- both teams, a little short passes. Yeah, so I mean, look, you're. I, I think I mean that you're, you're from a box score, uh, you know, top and from a, a box score matchup, um, you know, pregame with. I think I think you're you're onto something. It, like that, there's there is the chance that that Arkansas could have a little bit more success on the football. I'm just telling you that the, the view is not worth the climb. To me, the risk is not worth the reward. I, I just don't. Um, I, I just don't think KJ's that guy. I don't think that these these receivers are are the the receivers to go out there and do it again. If, if you know, if it were a team that you felt like you were playing uphill against anyway, where you know you, you've got a, it's going to be a, it's going like in Alabama or, or or you know a Georgia or 
hey, man, and, and then you got to find those weaknesses to try to get some matchup weaknesses and, and go at it, that's fine. But, I mean, if Mississippi State is, is putting you in a spot where you feel like you've got to get outside your identity or you got to get out, you got to play the game left-handed, which, like I said, I mean, I, I didn't realize until I started rattling them off how many, how many like negatives there are in terms of Arkansas generating a consistent pass game. Um, it's just, I mean, that, that list is six or seven long, and, and so I just don't think Arkansas's at a point in the pass game west to look across the ball and go, well, we should be able to attack this secondary better. Um, I, I would say if, if you if you're able to run the football and you're able to screen them well, then you should be able to take advantage of that weak that weak secondary for big plays over the top or hitting a crease on the screen versus dropping back and going through progression pass game and allowing them to get stacks and negative plays and then you end up living in second and third and nineteen and you don't have a chance if you're if you're living that way like if, if you're Arkansas you don't. How would you most effectively use the big bodied wide receivers? Quick game. I mean, I, I would I would use them in that in that quick game. I, I would I would use them. I would not ask them to run like if, if, if DBs are if DBs are, are sitting on every, all of your routes. Don't run to their toes and allow them to cover you. Um, I, I'd find the softness, the, the soft spot in the in the coverages, and, and I would attack it immediately. Um, if you've got those big guys, whoever, whichever one you feel best on the on the fifty fifty balls and the and the go routes. Um, whether that's the slot, the slot fade, or the or the outside fade, um, you know, I, I'm not opposed to going up top with with that guy. My, my my biggest problem with the receiving core in this pass game is we're out there calling we're out there calling plays and 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 passing the football around the park like we like we're five deep at wide receiver. Hmm. I mean, you, you you guys tell me who's the go-to receiver right now in this team? Armstrong. You'd say Armstrong. I, like, I would say he's the best receiver. But, I mean, what there's been two or three games this year where Broden was clearly the guy they're going to, and I've seen him drop more balls than he's yeah. caught. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I mean, there, there's – there's it, it's just – I agree with you. Armstrong should be the guy, as far as I know, from a distance. Watching it on TV, that'd be the guy that I'd go to. But it, it's just – it's like you, Wilson's in the mix. I mean, there's five or six different receivers that are, that are getting throws in critical moments. Last week, first drive of the ball game against Alabama on the road and, and – and Broden drops a, a third down, down pass over the middle. You know, I mean, those are things backed up against BYU. We're coming out. There's one receiver on the field. You, you sprint left and you throw that quick game. You throw a hitch out there. Broden drops it. I mean, it's just like I, I just don't think Arkansas is ever a school that's got five deep to run out there and just go, "Hey, we're going we're going to run our offense." And KJ Jefferson's going to process and he's going he's going to get through his progression and whoever's open, get him the ball. You're just you're not that guy. You're not that offense. That, that's just not. This isn't that roster, and so that's my biggest concern. Is is yes, they got to get the quick game going. Yes, they got to get the screen game going. And yes, they got to get the quarterback run game going. Those are all things that you're going to have to prove you can stop before I do anything else. And 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 then there's there's certain things. Titania is the guy that I would focus on in the screen game, right? And and to your point, Armstrong will be the guy that in the red zone. If I'm gonna throw a fade, I'm gonna throw it to Armstrong. Um, big. I love the big body guys. In the underneath quick game, the slant. You know, you, if they're sitting on everything and you want to keep them moving, bang a slant on their chest. You got a big body. You got whoever's got the biggest, strongest hands of those big bodies. Run them across the middle and, and, and have KJ stick it in their chest. I mean, that's that's beats the hell out of running 10, 15 yard routes and KJ getting pinyotted in the backfield. Pinyotted, I like it. Clint, we got to run, but uh, feel a little bit better about Houston now. Obviously, what do you think? They win the series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they do, man. They, they know the bad stone woke up, and, uh, and and this thing's evened up right now. You got Verlander, Fromber, and Javier coming at these boys, and and, and if, if you'll be honest with you, if you look at what I know the series was o two, the the Rangers, but now you we're four games in, and the Rangers bats just haven't woke up. I mean, the, the Rangers that that daunted lineup, which was nasty. I mean, second to I think the Atlanta Braves in terms of run and run production. They just haven't done much. So there's always a fear of the Rangers' bats waking up. And I mean really waking up. I'm not talking about a, a home run here or there, um, but, but really waking up and piling on runs the way we know they can. Because, look, the game where they scored where they scored four runs in the first inning, five in the first two and a third, I mean, th- those were all singles. It was like five or six singles and an error by the pitcher. So they haven't woke up yet. Hopefully they stay asleep and, and, uh, and Houston's bats can stay alive and, and we can – we can walk away with this thing and dance into another World Series, baby. Hey, by the way, by the way, I, I do, I do want to shout out that defense, man. That Arkansas defense is, uh, 
is Rocky to roll, and they 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 are. On, I don't want to end on such a negative note, man. Damn it, you give me that offensive talk, I get mad. But um, <laughs> that defense, man, looks good, brother. I like what I'm seeing on the defense side of the ball. Let's hope that continues, Clint. I appreciate it because I certainly don't want to be sitting here on Monday talking about another loss for Arkansas, but we may have to do it. We'll see. I do not want to be that guy. I did it for three years here in Houston. Come on, Sam Pittman. Damn it. All right, boys, y'all be good. Let's see, buddy. Emily and her friends were driving to a party, and they were texting. It's Jen. Oh, tell her we're on our way. Wow, get this. Tom's there. <laughs> Nobody likes being stopped by the police, but if I had seen her texting while driving and given her a ticket, it just may have saved her life. You drive, you text, you pay. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. I'm talking about Elliot's Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican abachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elia's, and now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft-serve ice cream. Elia's Mexican Grill award-winning Mexican food with daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. You take exit 108 to Elia's Mexican Grill. In Moralton. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Frank Broyles always had an eye for talent, which was on display when he recruited a terrific running back from Brinkley named Jerry Eckwood, who went on to become a first-team All-Southwest Conference performer with an amazing 7.6 yards per carry. He was a key performer also for the formerly hapless Tampa Bay Buccaneers, leading them to the 1979 NFC Championship game. Eckwood remains a hog and buccaneer legend. Eckwood has been going through some health problems lately, so all of you out there in Razorback Nation say a prayer for this good man. Stop by today at Doublebee's for some delicious Chester's Chicken, Big Rock Pizza, or an amazing breakfast sandwich. Or, if you're like me, a State Fair quality corn dog. I hear one calling my name now. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Doublebees. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two story, farmhouse, fixer upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Matt Steele and Bryant, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Justin Stewart in Malvern today. This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Maumel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. You're back in the zone. You know, we disagree on things from time to time, but one thing's for sure. I'm an Arkansas Razorback fan. <laughs> what do they say now here? Woo, pigs. Now, let's root for those hogs and stay tuned yeah, to the zone. Man, she slammed that door. She broke my heart. That girl so got out of town fast. She bounced so I bounced in here trying to bounce back. Ooh, I know I probably ought to throw a couple prayers up to the man upstairs. Ooh, it's still watching this bottle that. All right, it's 10.54. Short segment went we'll along there with Clint. What's new? But champs and chumps time. And I've got a couple here. My champ this week is Travis Kelsey. Probably should have made him the champ the last four or five weeks. The guy's... On cloud nine, his team is uh, sitting as one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl again. And he is dating the most famous woman on the planet. And he just snapped up a house that was just under $6 million. 16,000 square feet of living space, six bathrooms, in a gated community because he needs a little more privacy because he is, in fact, dating one of the most famous women on the planet, if not the most famous. Um, this dude is doing it right right now, and he is living large. Good for him. And uh, I'm happy for Travis Kelsey. Seems like a likable fellow. We heard a story from Butch Jones the other day about his troubled past to some degree, and luckily for him, his brother snatched him up 
and got him on the right track, and now look where he is. Uh, Pigskin, I would have thought if you spent $5 million, you could buy an entire city block in Kansas City. Well, you could in a lot of places, you'd think. That, that Butch Jones, that was his best part where he was telling the whole Kelsey saga. That was very inspirational. I, I have it. my champ, or my chump this week, rather. I have rooted for her, and I have been defensive of her, but I can no longer. Uh, I'm out on Britney Spears. She's dead to me. Sorry. Uh, I was willing to put up with all the weird and the videos and all the strange things, but... How dare you besmirch the name of Justin Timberlake? And it's funny because she said that she wouldn't ma- name uh, certain people in certain situations. I'm like, you're dragging Justin Timberlake through the mud, mm. you loser. Well, I-, I read the excerpt in the New York Times, and I think he threw her under the bus before she threw him under the bus. I think that was kind of a revenge. He didn't put it in a book, deal. though, I don't think. No. That's but, the problem. Yeah, you know, Keep in mind, nobody that follows either one of those two is going to read a book, so I wouldn't really worry about it. There is that. Not a real bookish bunch. I just don't see the point in tearing somebody down... 20 years after you guys dated. I agree. Let, you know, it, it, Time's gone by. Just move on. Yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. My champ of the week is Jordan Alvarez. This dude for Houston is a monster. Mm-hmm. Guy can rake. He is, in his last three games, 6 for 11, 4 runs scored, 7 RBI, and 2 home runs. Every time he comes up, I'm like, oh, by the way, the Rangers robbed a home run from him. Mm-hmm. Every time he comes up, I'm like, that's a home run. He's about to hit a home run. Last night, bases loaded. Flew out to the warning track. As soon as he hit, I was like, oh, my God, there it Grand is. Game slam. over. Grand slam. And then they get a three-run home run tough, right, at, right after it. Then friend, yeah. Uribe, followed it. Jordan yeah. Alvarez, man, that dude's a stud. My chump of the week, Pig's going to like to poke and prod you. Man, this Michigan thing is stupid. The NCAA, whoever turned them in, that's who I want to know. Who was it that Probably ratted a, on a Michigan? Probably a former staffer, they think. Isn't that funny? The NCAA, Bill Self's been cheating his brains out for years, nothing. North Carolina has the biggest academic scandal in the history of college sports, and they're worried about a guy is stealing signs. Shut up. I mean, honestly. It's not the sign stealing. It's the attending a game in person and scouting. And here's what kills me, though. Every game is on television. I understand you could probably get more if you're sitting there with a pair of binoculars at a ball game. But it is ridiculous to me that they still enforce this rule. I'm like, I've talked to guys. I'm like, hey, like, I'll tell you. Here's an example. Arkansas was playing in Tulsa last year, mm-hmm. and Central Arkansas was playing against Tulsa in mm-hmm. Tulsa the same day in the evening. And I, I told one of the coaches, I said, "Why don't you come over and we'll watch this game? Because we're playing Oklahoma." He's yeah. like, "Why well, can't? We can't watch it because in person because we're playing Oklahoma later this season." I'm like, "That is so idiotic. Who cares?" You know, they I mean, started honestly. that rule in 1994 because teams that had money were sending coaches to pre-scout, mm-hmm. and it was an unfair advantage for those that don't have money because travel was a little harder back then. Now. Anybody yeah. can go. It's still expensive, and there are a lot of programs that probably don't have a budget to go send coaches every week to watch. But it is so idiotic to like make a big deal about My it. My favorite thing about this, the Ohio State people. That's why they've beaten us the last couple of years. They're stealing our signs. No, because our players are knocking your players on their rear end. That's why we're winning. Well, okay? sign stealing to me is not... It's It may be... You may consider it unethical, but there's nothing wrong with it. And guess what, Ryan Day? In November, we're going to do it a third time. So you better start getting some new signs. I got some uh, Southern Structural Solutions text offerings here. We've got the Red-White Report coming up, and Tom Murphy will join us on the other side. Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship, presented by Saracen Casino, one of the world's largest barbecue championships. This year's event is highlighted by the onstage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his Son of a Sailor Band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit